It's great to see you all this evening. I have a privileged vantage point from up here. I get to see you. And it's amazing to see how many of you come. And I got to thinking as I was preparing this homily, first of all, I want you to know, I don't take that for granted, okay? I don't take that for granted. This place is full of young hearts, maybe even if you're older in age. Young hearts, okay? And that's a real gift. We shouldn't take it for granted. I don't. But I got to thinking about why you came. So I don't know why you came tonight. There's probably a lot of different motives, different ways of getting here tonight. Some, it's because your folks made you, right? If you're young enough, you're like, mom dragged you along and you're like, that's why I'm here. Okay, fair enough. Others, maybe a sense of duty. It's Sunday and this is how I was raised. So I, I do this, right? By the way, that's not a bad reason to come. It's not the best reason. It's not a bad reason to come. I, I, I should do this. I have a duty to God to do this. Perfect. Good. Good enough. Some of you might be, I get something out of this. Maybe peace. Maybe purpose, right? Other, others of you might be to, to be with your friends and, and do something good together to see each other, right? It might not be just to see your friends, right? You're like, oh, I'm interested in her. She goes to Mass. If I go to Mass, she will see me and think that I'm a way better guy than I actually am. <laughs> mixed motives. But you know what? The Lord can use mixed motives, all right? So you're here, all right? So good enough. to Try to turn your focus to Jesus tonight, okay? Others, it might just be like, I wanted to. I want to be here. What a great thing for your heart to say, I want to be here. Some of you, it's because you need to be here. Because you're facing, so I promise, there's someone, multiple people in this chapel tonight who are facing some big stuff. You're like, I need God. I need him. This thing I'm facing, this thing my family's facing, I need him. Okay, all those are good reasons. I wonder how many of us came first and foremost just to give thanks to God. Just to come and give thanks and praise to God. What a great thing if that's the first reason we come to Mass. And then all the other stuff can follow after. But first I'm here just to thank God. To have that be the fundamental disposition of our hearts would be a fantastic thing, a transformative thing. And it doesn't negate all those other reasons to come. It doesn't negate all those other reasons we come to God in prayer or come to Mass tonight. But brothers and sisters, let's stir up. Last week we had Paul reminding Timothy to stir into flame. Let's stir into flame that gift and that disposition of gratitude toward God. To stir it up. Because it should be the first way we approach our Lord. To thank him and to praise him. We should be all a little shocked at the gospel tonight. Jesus saves these men. He saves them on every level because leprosy would have certainly killed them, but it also cut them off from every relationship. That's why they're banded together because the only people that they could hang out with were other lepers. They couldn't be among their family members. They couldn't be in the village square. They certainly couldn't worship and so when Jesus saves them from leprosy, he's saving them, truly saving them. 
And you'd think all ten would sprint back to Jesus. But only one comes back. We'll get to him in a bit. Shouldn't you be shocked that they're not all thankful? Jesus is. Ten were saved, were they not? Where are the other nine? Has only one come back to give thanks to God? Well, my friends, I promise you this. We have been saved by Jesus from something infinitely worse than leprosy. Infinitely worse than a disease that could cut us off from all human relationships. We've been saved by our Lord from our sins. And I know, it's like, oh, how bad could sin be? Yeah, it cuts us off from God, from that relationship. It's way worse than leprosy. I promise you. But Jesus has saved us. We should run to him, certainly on Sunday, but every day, first with gratitude. You have saved me. The nine, I'm sure they were thankful at some level, but not enough. Maybe they were happy, but that deep gratitude that they're called to, they didn't get there. I don't know what they were doing, by the way. Maybe they were with their family members and friends and all that stuff, and that's all fine and good. But the first move of gratitude goes toward God. And that's true for us. Thankfulness, my friends, recognizes the gratuity of the gift. St. Therese, whose feast day we celebrated just a few days ago, she said, everything is grace. It's all gift. Everything is gift. Everything in our lives is gift. And so we should be grateful. St. Paul says, in all circumstances, give thanks. Everything. All circumstances. Even when you suffer, yeah. Yeah, even when you suffer. And more on that in a bit. Because Thanksgiving opens our spiritual eyes. When we're grateful, our spiritual sight is opened. And what it gives us is perspective. Perspective's a good word. In Latin, if you broke it into its component parts, it literally means to see through, right? These are spectacles, all right? Perspective, per in Latin is a prefix that means through. Perspective helps us see through. How could I be grateful when I'm suffering? How could I be grateful in such a broken world, which is so obviously broken? Gratitude, especially gratitude to God, gives us perspective. Not to avoid suffering, not to pretend like everything is easy, not to have rose-colored glasses, but rather to see through the suffering and to see that God is even using that to bring about his purposes. If we're Christians, we believe that. We stand on it. We claim it every time we pray as we make the sign of the cross. Because we believe in Jesus, because we know that he went to the cross, we know that in our circumstances and especially in our sufferings, he is with us. And then knowing that he's with us, I see through the suffering. I see through the difficulty and I see him on the cross suffering with me 
because he promised that we don't have to do and we can't do anything alone. But then I see through the suffering, even through the cross, to the resurrection and to the life that Jesus gives. That's why we can give thanks in all circumstances. I think a good challenge for us is to consciously name the gifts that we have received from God to stir into flame that gift of gratitude. To not forget, because as we name those things specifically, what happens is we're reminded not just of the gifts we've been given, and we've been given so much. If you're here right now tonight, I promise you there is so much more right in your life than wrong that the scales are tipped so heavily in your favor in grace and goodness. And that, my friends, doesn't negate that there's problems, that everybody has a cross to bear, that we all have difficulties. It's just that God's goodness is so much more. When we name those things consciously, the gifts that God's given, we can't help but be drawn into the relationship that he wants with us. We're reminded not so much just of the gifts, but of the giver of the gifts. And that's who he is, the giver of the gifts. He gives and gives and gives. And when we remember that, right now in our life, it changes how we look back on our past, it changes how we look forward to the future, and most especially it changes how we choose to be in the present moment. So I have a passage, and then I have a practice for you. The passage is this, Colossians 3.15. I'll just take one little phrase from it. In the translation we would hear at Mass, this phrase from St. Paul would be this, be thankful. Simple. In the passage I read and pray in the breviary, whatever translation they used, it says this, dedicate yourself to thankfulness. That's a little different. Be thankful versus dedicate yourself to thankfulness. Friends, can you dedicate yourself to thankfulness? We dedicate ourselves to all sorts of things. Some of you are in demanding programs here at Carroll, and you dedicate yourself to your studies because you need that discipline in order to learn those things and have those skills so you can do what your calling is. We dedicate ourselves to our hobbies and we develop great talents. Dedicate yourself to thankfulness. Work at it. Choose it. Learn it. Put it into practice daily, daily, daily. And watch how the disposition of your heart changes. We live in a culture where people go right to the negative, right away. It's like they're looking for the negative. Things can't possibly be good. Aren't you tired of that? Let's look at the goodness of God and see all the gifts that are around us. Dedicate yourself to thankfulness. And then here's a practice. I've, I've talked to people about this, mostly in the confessional, but I don't think I've ever preached about it. You want to do this well? Take a rosary, right? This is our ladies' month right, October, dedicated to the rosary. Take a rosary and pray it this way. 
instead of our fathers and Hail Marys, for every bead, one thing you're thankful for right now, one thing, and keep it simple and keep it fast moving. I'm thankful for the gift of the Eucharist. I'm thankful that Father Mark's homily is almost done. I'm thankful for the ability to come together and pray with my friends. I'm thankful for the beautiful fall colors. I'm thankful for the great retreat I have with some of the young men who are considering vocation to the priesthood. I'm thankful that the Vikings won. I'm thankful that the Packers lost. Right? There's so much to be thankful for. All right? And when we do that and we move quickly in gratitude, watch how the disposition of your heart changes from lack to overflowing, full, not scarce, joyful, not scared. Our Lord wants us to be grateful. That's why we celebrate the Eucharist. The Eucharist in Greek means a good gift, but it can easily be translated as thanksgiving. Friends, let's approach the Lord tonight. He knows our needs. He knows our realities. But let's approach our Lord tonight with thankful hearts. He's thankful for you. Let's be thankful to him.